Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, clearing up a little bit in New York from those Canadian wildfires, but it comes and goes throughout the day. Sometimes it's like the Martian surface. It's red outside. You smell the fires, and other times it clears up a little bit. People running around wearing masks. That's one more thing to go with New York City, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, look, clearer than before, though, but people are. You're, the advisory is what, the, you're, you're being advised to wear a mask outside. What, what do you think the rats are doing, Jay? <laughs> They're like, what is this going on here? He used to, to be terrorized by rats in New York on he his way to the studio. He almost got jumped by rats on his way yeah, to the studio. Yeah, he did. He got jumped. That rat thing that morning that was crazy. Like twenty rats Street jumped rats out and said, rats, "Yo, run which your rats, Key." They said, "Yo, run, run, run <laughs> your, run your." They dug your pockets, Key. Y'all don't remember? See, I came out the hotel. You took the I side figured, street. That's no, why yeah, you didn't the take the main street. street. You know the side street. So yeah. I'm gonna take, take the side street. I feel like I'm gonna get there faster, whatever. And I'm like, because you came in sweating in the studio. You were dead. I walked sweat, and I and mentally, I'm gonna stay away from the trash cans and you know there's like that little patch of grass right there jay so i'm gonna stay away from the grass so i'm like let me walk in the middle of the cobblestone street so i'm walking then one shoot across boom i'm like oh blank another one shoot blank so i'm like oh let me go around so i try to go around and they're up on the trellis moving around i'm like oh no what the hell up on you man and then i go around the other way another one shoot and I'm like, man, it's here. So I had to walk all the way around in the middle of the street. I was scared as hell. I don't, I don't mess around with stuff like that. And I, and I deal with mountain lions, and I deal with bobcats, coyotes. Key, more dangerous, some... street cats or hood rats? Street, street rats. <laughs> Jay. This guy, you got to be careful out here these days, man. You, you know, got to be this... careful with everything. Yates said I, I speak fluent in both. Speak <laughs> <I speak laughs> fluent in both, dog. I'm good. <laughs> But the but the rats yesterday though, was a concerning day. Key, that's when all. we when we deal hey. with the wildlife, I'm okay with that. But for some reason, I don't like rats. It's just they. It's the disgusting. I don't know what it See, is. Yeah, I'm it's that just, way about roaches. <clears throat> rats don't bother me as much. And in L. A., you got a lot of rats. A lot of rats in L. A. Yeah, but they 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 feel mice. Uh, Max Key. When I first moved to L. A., the property I was on, not the house, but the property, had a lot of ivy. Rats everywhere, right? I yeah. mean, in the th- it must have been in the thousands because it was a big problem. But you're in the hills. You're in the wild. No doubt. Those things but, are- but the reason I'm telling you this is one day, there was, so I put, you know, poison baits out there. I had a wild, you know, they had wound up pe- putting like 32 different traps along the property, everything. Peter going to get you. You better be careful. <laughs> exactly. Key, <laughs> there was a skunk on the property at one point, right? So there's no real way to get rid of the skunk. You, it's not like the city's going to come and take him away. You got to hire a trapper. Dude came with a cage, put like little chicken things in it, right? So to get little little chicken bits to get the skunk to come in in the cage and close it. Cage closes one day. I get a call on him at work from my wife. She's like, uh, "Yeah, there's uh, there's something in the cage, but it, it's not a skunk." <laughs> now the, the bars are too wide, so rats can get in and out of it, right? The it's, the bars are are, are too na- are too narrow for a skunk, but they're wide enough for a rat. But how come it turned out? Because this animal had its back. You couldn't see the front, right? You approach the cage, its back is to you, and it's eating it 
with picking up chicken like legs in his hands and gnawing on them and throwing away the bones. <laughs> throwing away the bones. Shut up. It was a rat. <laughs> throwing away the, the trapper bones. looked at it. I was like, "What is it?" He said, "It's just a big old giant rat." It was a rat. What, like a splinter rat? Dude, I was a mutant rat, man. It wasn't an opossum. It was a rat. Yeah. Gnawing on the jam. And, and it was throwing a away. You just a... saw the, its back and its tail and it's throwing away the, the empty bones. Crazy, man. It was a rat of a day yesterday for basketball. That's yeah, for sure. I also saw a video out there of uh, Pete Davidson hooping. Hmm. I'm like, eh, it just don't look right. <laughs> <laughs> he can hoop, though. It just it, it didn't, it look, didn't look right. right. I was like, ah, I need less of you. I need, it I need didn't less look of right, you moving you. forward. No, I, you're doing a lot. You know who the Heat needed less of? No. Jokic and Murray. Oh. Could use a little less of Jokic and Murray. I thought you were going to do like some that? kind of transition to like Tyler Hero. No. Jokic and Murray. Listen, the, uh, the big obvious thing, what went wrong for the Heat, is that Jokic and Murray were the first teammates in the history of basketball in the same game to have 30-point triple-doubles, both of them. Never happened before. And they did it in game three of the finals, locked 1-1 on the road. Can I just tell you what I'm hot on? <laughs> Huh. Before we get into like basketball breakdown, yeah, because then I want you to tell me what else uh, went wrong for the. But, yeah, it's great. I mean, we've been talking about that for two hours. Uh, don't tell me anymore that we need big city markets in the NBA Finals. I'm going to continue stop to tell you that. The, stop it. It's well, Miami's wrong. Miami's a big city. It's the ratings this year are the same as the ratings last year when it was the Warriors and Celtics. One of the highest rated since we've had 2018 NBA Finals when it was Warriors-Cavs. Now, obviously, that one's going to be massive, LeBron and Steph. But all this talk leading into the NBA Finals, ain't nobody going to watch it. Oh, it's, it's, nobody really cares about Denver like that. Now we're having conversations about Jokic potentially being one of the best bigs the game of basketball has ever seen. People are behind the Miami Heat because it feels like they are America's team, underdogs. You want them yeah. to win. They play yeah. for something better. So let's just stop with all the talk that nobody cares well, about because you're well, wrong. They're Jay, both top 20 markets, Jay. Jay, Miami's a huge market. Yeah. Denver's Miami a top 20 a market. Huge... Y'all, y'all both told me that nobody was going to care about the NBA Finals. No, 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 no. Every no, time no, we no. said Denver, everybody said, wah, wah, wah. Well, you keep, wah. You Give me the air horn, Jokic. I'm telling you, Miami, you keep trying to push Denver. It's Miami that the reason I'm watching. Denver's a top ten job market. Oh, my, my Miami's job. the reason that you're watching. Yeah, I don't. Man, if look, if if it, well, obviously uh, I got to watch because of work, right? But <laughs> obviously, yeah, obviously. Hello, <laughs> if if I wasn't working and I didn't have to pay attention, and the Nuggets were in the finals against. Milwaukee or something like that. I'm watching. It's the NBA Finals. I'm still. Watching. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find a, a, a just a bad tea market that you know most but, people. But frowned the key, upon. this is what I'm trying to tell you all about the league, though. It's just not about the finals. It's about all the color around it. It's about what basketball is in our community. It's about yesterday social media popping off about four or five different subject matters that were all NBA related that had you talking NBA all day. It, it, it was about the. Adam Silver last night pregame talking about, yeah, maybe we should do an NBA Ryder Cup and that competition coming up. And you think about all, all European players about, you know, versus NBA players, American-born players. It's about Jokic. Would it get more attention if you were American-born? It's all of this that leads into the hype around the league. I will conveniently forget all these arguments, Jay, as soon as I can. I'm trying to forget them already so that the next time the topic comes up, I will insist that you need big markets. 
because I like it better. That's wait what I'm you used get, to. And wait till you get to game five, and let's see if it still holds true, James. I mean, uh, Jay. It's still holding true. Okay. I said, well, let's three. wait to see. Okay. Heading into game, game five. four. Let's just see. Okay. So, what, I like so NBA, man. The big thing about last night was the Joker and Jamal Murray. The Joker's a two-time MVP, almost a three-time consecutive MVP. Only two players have ever done that before. Very few have even won back-to-back. He's been incredible in these playoffs, but Jamal Murray also is normally kind of fringy all-star. But now consistently in the playoffs, he's like an MVP caliber player. He's one of these guys I'm always going to remember in American team sports who seems to have the repeatable ability to elevate when you need him most. He's a superstar in the postseason. Jimmy Butler was asked what he felt. We're showing this on ESPNU right now. Players with three consecutive 10-assist games in an NBA final series. Magic did it six different times. But now Jamal Murray has done it, and he joins Bob Cousy and Magic Johnson. First player in finals history with 10-plus assists in his first three career games. But at any rate, Jimmy Butler was asked, post-game presser, how he felt after the loss. We feel great. We didn't play our best tonight. Uh, I feel like we just got to come out with more energy and effort, and um, that's correctable. That's on us as a, as a group. No X's and O's can fix that. So, you know, come out, dive on the floor, get loose balls, get defensive rebounds, and um, maybe, just maybe, it would have been a different game. Why do you think you lacked effort, Nick Friedel asked. Listen, to, we gotta, you got to hear Nick Friedel's pipes, of course, and then Jimmy Butler's answer. You mentioned the effort. Why do you think it was so lacking tonight? I don't know. I can't answer that. Uh, maybe, you know, we're at home. We think we did something. I, I don't know. It just can't happen. It won't happen again. It starts with myself. Um, you know, I got to lock in on a defensive end. I got to go up and, and, and get loose balls, so... Um, I think if I start playing and doing that, then everybody else has to follow suit. It's a war of attrition, man. Look, I'll go ahead and say I think Jimmy Butler failed the Miami Heat last night. And it's not all on Jimmy Butler, but it starts with the intensity that he brings on the court. So, like I told you all earlier in the show, when Jamal Murray comes out and he gives you 20 in the first half, you're supposed to be the Jamal Murray stopper. There's a reason why you're on Jamal Murray. So, when I hear him talk about the energy level wasn't right, the energy level is dictated by you. Is it unfair expectations yeah because that's what needs to happen in order for Miami to have a chance to win oh that's a great point in other words and answer them on the other end of the floor too in other words yes these are expectations that are unrealistic for Jimmy Butler and yet that's the standard he'd set he has set throughout his career now unrealistically that's why he's so amazing he does unrealistic things in the playoffs as Jamal Murray does they both are players who seem to play above their heads when it matters most you know what I'm saying, King? Like I, I'm not, King McClure I, is here with us, ESPN basketball analyst. Like I, I know he had 28. Like I'm not talking about the offensive end. Like he he missed chippies last night. Fine. I'm talking about the one thing you can control, which is the one thing that we think this team is built on. We know they're built on. We're gonna get King's opinion coming in in the next segment. Uh, Jimmy Joe Pesci also from Chicago. Jimmy Joe. Wants to clear the air about his bet with you, Jay. No, it's with Uh-oh. Key, Max. His bet is with Key. <laughs> Oh, with Key? With Key. He made a bet with Key? Yes. I, he I wants made face a mistake. Oh, that's right. Name. Yeah. I made a mistake. See, I got receipts. Yeah. I got receipts. Don't worry about it. How the Heat fans feeling this morning? 888-SAY-ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. 
What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. King McClure is hanging out with us this morning. We were talking Jimmy Butler in the heat before we went to break, and Jay asked you a question, King. We were running out of time, so yeah. I'm curious as to your answer. <laughs> well, I, I think that we overlook one part of that game. What makes the Heat a great team mm-hmm. is because they're gritty, they're tough, they do the little things. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about the little things, you talk about things like rebounding. They got out-rebounded plus 25. Yes, they're the smaller team. I don't want to hear that. In the first game, they got out-rebounded plus 7. In the second game, they got rebounded plus 6. So to get out-rebounded plus 25 shows me that your toughness, your effort level was not there. But also, we mentioned they're a great team. So when you talk about team, in game two when they won, the supporting cast, outside of Bam Adebayo, outside of Jimmy, the supporting cast had 66 points. Last night, they only had 44. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about what makes Miami great and why are they where they are, it's because they're a great team and they are tough. Yes, Jokic and Murray played great last night, but Miami did not have that toughness. The toughness that Mike Malone called out the Nuggets for was the lack of that we saw with the Heat last night. And I think that's the component that we're overlooking right now. Amber Wilson, co-host of Joe and Amber, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80, and known Miami Heat fan. Hey, Amber. Amber, At least you have Messi. You got to get that toughness back. Did the Heat Heat lose some toughness last night? You got Uh, Messi, at least. We do do have Messi. I'm not ready to talk about that yet, guys. This thing is far from over. I've been waiting for you to invite me on this show all series long. And, of course, you invite me on this show after that trash performance in the second half last night. This thing ain't over. We know how the Miami Heat do, right? They don't go away. They just chip and chip and chip and chip at you until the whole tree falls down. That's... That's still very much in play here. No one thought this thing was going to be quick. No one thought this thing was going to be easy. We know what it looks like on paper. Sometimes what it looks like on paper is going to play out on the court. Oh, I thought it was going to be quick. I still think it's going to be potentially quick. I do. (laughs) Well, you thought it was going to be quick the opposite way. I mean, anybody who believes in Miami still didn't think. I mean, the biggest Miami Heat stand didn't think this thing was going to be easy. So, Amber, let's just talk about this. So, game one, you guys don't shoot the ball well. Denver doesn't shoot the ball well. Denver wins sort of convincingly in the fourth, right? They find a way to pull away. Game two, you guys shoot 50% from the field, 50% from the three-point line. Denver 
doesn't play that well, and they still find them having a chance to send the game into overtime. Last night, and by the way, so many miscues and so many open looks from Miami from the three-point line, right? Just defensive lapses for the Denver Nuggets. Game three, Denver doesn't have the same defensive lapses. They actually play with a sense of urgency. And we're still – we're talking about Jimmy Butler, 62 points in the last three games on 57 shots, Mm. right? But Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, they're not getting the open looks. And they win convincingly. Like, I I hear this whole narrative around we're going to keep chipping and this is how Miami is built. And I respect the hell out of Miami. But at at some point, though, if talent plays with a sense of urgency, they're going to overwhelm the less talented team. Well, yes, but I'm guessing that you said that with the Celtics series as well, no, right? No, and I that did not. you said that with the Bucks. No, I did not. The, the thing is, the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. in no, terms of not. talent, don't have the most talent on the court. The best player on the court at any given time is always wearing the other uniform. No one's arguing otherwise. The Heat still have those intangibles, though. And yes, this, this team swings as the shooters swing. You said last night, Gabe Vincent. I mean, obviously they are last night more effective defensively against guys like Vincent. You guys said off the top, the supporting cast only had 44 last night. Tony Brothers might have given them a little help there against Gabe Vincent last night. It might have gotten a little help. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. But the supporting cast is going to go as the supporting cast goes. They are but, integral to this Miami Heat but, team. Amber, and you're hear, right. They're not going to be able to overcome it. They don't have two dudes who are going to get a triple-double on a given night. It's Amber, not going to happen. I don't want to hear about Tony Brothers giving you guys help at home. You got, you're at home. You're at home. You're at home. Making well, it worse. And, 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 there's and, 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 a long like, history of no, Tony Brothers there. So uh, not helping us. And, not nobody, helping us. and by the way, I've been the one on TV talking about Boston having identity issues the whole year. So, like, you're mm-hmm. playing against a team who knows who they are now. Different than Boston. The Nuggets are a very good team. They're a very sound team, and the coaching disparity certainly isn't the same as some of these other series that we've seen. Again, no one's saying this thing is going to be easy. But those intangibles are still there. And there was things last night that were covered up by the fact that you had the first triple-double in NBA Finals history from Murray and Jokic. Why are we going to see that again? Everyone's telling me, oh, NBA history, Amber, NBA history, NBA history. (laughs) Everyone's telling me that, oh, the heat, you're not going to see the 49% shooting again that we saw in game two. Like anytime the heat do something really well, everyone tells me we're not going to see it again, even though we have seen over 45% from three from them numerous times in the postseason. Everyone tells me that's not going to keep up or the Gabe Vincent's and Caleb Martins of the world and Max Struces that can't keep up. They can't possibly keep up. But then when something a statistical anomaly like last night happens with Jokic and Murray. We're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely going to keep up. That's a dynamic duo. We know that it's hard to shut those guys down. We saw them shut down Jamal Murray in game two. We also know it's entirely possible. Amber, can Spo, with his magical touch, great coaching, can he somehow in game four – come up with the plan to not have another triple-double? <laughs> not from Jokic, maybe. I think that's why Spo took such issue with the narrative after game two of, oh, you do this or that, you turn Jokic into a shooter. I just don't think he wants the idea out there from anybody that you can do anything to Jokic, that you can make him any which way because he's such an incredible player. That conversation's a little bit different with Jamal Murray, right? I mean, Jamal Murray's a great player. He's not generational like Jokic. He's not the best player potentially on planet Earth like most people discuss when they talk about Jokic. So yes, Jokic is very hard to shut down. It's probably very hard to shut him down from a triple 
double. Jamal Murray, that's cutting the head off the snake, like Steve Kerr said. That's the key. That was the key in game two. They have to do a better uh, job against him defensively. And then capitalize on some of those other categories that you did see last night. There were things that the Heat did well. The Heat did have more steals last night, which is part of their game. The Heat did have far less turnovers last night, which is part of their game. They didn't get to capitalize on those mistakes from the Nuggets because of those triple doubles. It covers all of that up. Some of those mistakes are still there. Well, there are three people on this broadcast right now, neither one named Keyshawn Johnson or Jay Will, who believe that the Heat still have chances to win this series? I predicted the Heat in seven in the national media, other than Kendrick Perkins. I haven't heard that of anyone is not else. True. Do. I have, Max, I have heard you say that every single day, and it shows me that you have failed to tune into a little show called Joe and Amber. Seven yeah, to but you don't PM. count because you're from there. Stop. Seven stop, stop. to nine I'm not talking about people Eastern. from Miami. Amber, I'm not seven talking about. Seven to nine p.m. Eastern. Monday Joe and through Amber, Friday. You should check it out. It's to awesome. nine. Joe and Amber, seven to nine p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Amber, I'm sorry you don't count. You're from there. I'm talking about people who aren't from there. And uh, King McClure is here with us in studio. Where are you on this series right now? I think that we need to pump the brakes on this. Uh, this series is over talk. I think it's far from over because we have seen, when you talk about talent, I mean, yeah, Jokic's probably the best player on the planet right now. But Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown had, I'd argue, just as much talent on that Celtics team. Mm. Uh, we, we have to stop comparing the Boston Celtics to the Denver Nuggets, please. I mean, they, they, they have, they have the finals the talent, though. This, this, this is a Boston Celtics team who had a first-year head coach who had baffle after baffle. He was first year on the job. This is a team that looked leaderless and had identity issues. We've been talking about and it's a team years. that most people thought was the best team in the NBA all season though. long. Like the Celtics were getting more. Yeah, or the Bucks, Amber. Or the right, Bucks. Or the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics nobody's were getting more respect that, than the Nuggets all I'm, season long, which they shouldn't dis- have been. Nobody's discrediting that. I'm just saying, like, I didn't put the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets in the same Amber. breath this year. Amber I think to Wilson. King's very intelligent point, though, the Heat aren't intimidated by the talent factor. Yeah. Very good. Amber Wilson, let me ask you this. <laughs> obviously, we're running out of time here, but obviously um, it's still a series. But I wouldn't say that if they lose both games at home and go down 3-1 and then have to go on the road. How do the Heat win game four? The Heat win game four by doing a better job defensively against Jamal Murray again. The Heat win game four with a better effort, that toughness that they're known for, frankly, that, like King said, didn't show up here in game three. And then Jimmy Butler continuing to be aggressive. I've been shocked that Bam's been been able to cook this entire series. Everybody told me that was the worst matchup for Bam uh, going into this series. I've been encouraged by that. So him continuing to do his thing in terms of rebounding and in terms of scoring. And Jimmy, Jimmy came alive last night. We got more from Jimmy than we'd gotten offensively in the two games before that. That's encouraging to me as well because I don't know if Jimmy's completely right with that ankle. Amber, Amber Wilson. Amber, you better get on that Dame trade. You better get on that. Get I don't on need now. it yet. I don't need it yet. Get, but get on it now. Win or lose, I'll take it. Trust. <laughs> <laughs> Amber Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Amber. All Thanks, right, Amber. Guys. Good luck. Hey, was Michael Thomas the biggest reason that Derek Carr ended up in New Orleans? KJM ESPN Radio. 
Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. KJM ESPN Radio, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. It's time for No Huddle. Nuno! All right, guys. We'll start down in New Orleans, where uh, Key might or might not have a connection to that football team. Jeez. Oh, um, so Derek Carr, the new QB, was talking about one of the reasons he went to and joined the Saints, and here he is on that. I remember sitting here for the first time being a Saint and flash forward to now it's a lot of time has gone by but I couldn't wait till he got in the building you know because there was a, a big part of my decision was Mike Thomas it's been very very helpful that he's been here I'm, I'm really thankful that he's been here all right guys and Key I'll start with you being objective how well would that pairing be when you look at the landscape of or where would you rank them when you look at the landscape of the league Derek Carr and a healthy Michael Thomas objective. I know you'll be I know you'll be objective in this The best duel ever in the history No I'm just kidding um I think it it'll be a good it'll be a good dynamic pairing uh when you talk about top 6 or 7 pairings in the National Football League. I mean, that, that is, it is what it is. Michael Thomas hasn't played, or Mikey hasn't played full seasons in a couple years, and I know you're concerned about the injuries, but remember, it was a foot injury. He's fully healthy and healed now. Uh, I don't think there'll be any major setbacks, and I do like Carr as a quarterback. I have no idea why people feel the way that they feel about Carr at the quarterback position. I have no idea, but I think they'll, I think they'll be in the top six or seven. King McClure, you are an NBA. You're a, you're a basketball analyst for ESPN. However, we're talking football. What do you think? Yep, me too. That's my qualification too. And similar to what Keyshawn said, I mean, I love the pairing. I mean, I think that Derek Carr can, for lack of better words, resurrect mm-hmm. this New Orleans Saints team. And I love the pairing, the one-two combo. I mean, it's. Uh, kind of like, you know, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper was, how, how dynamic that was. I think it could be something similar Make it to about that. about the Cowboys. Look at you. I have to. That's all I know. I live, <laughs> I live and breathe by the Cowboys. So if uh, Michael Thomas stays healthy, it's going to be a very good parent. Very good. 
But, you know, Key, your nephew has not been healthy recently, so I got to see him stay healthy for the season. Max, be quiet. And then if he can, it, they'll be quite good together. You don't want me to jinx it? I, I don't want you talking. No, I don't. Quiet. <laughs> Knockwood. Go ahead, uh, Nuno. Uh, Michael Thomas, that was uh, Max Kellerman who was saying those bad things about you. wasn't bad. I'm well, just I mean, talking about the last several yeah, years. Exactly. I think it's very obvious that Max does not like my nephew. And what? <laughs> Neither does Pat <laughs> Costello. But, I uh, actually uh, been sitting here saying you could have made the best objective case that he was the best receiver in football before he got hurt. However, he hasn't been on the field a lot recently. Yeah, no, he has availability. He's, he's healthy again and ready to wreck shop on the NFL. All By right. the way, I think, and I do think that Derek Carr's presence on the team suggests that. It's probably, uh, you know, he's not showing up if he thinks that that man's not going to play. All right, let's focus on a team and a specifically a player that Keyshawn is in a big fan of. Uh, Mike McDaniel was talking about the tremendous growth he's seen in Tua this offseason. Year two prerequisite is that he, as the quarterback, he has to have ownership of everything he's doing and what everyone else is doing. He's not only learned the language, but is now fluent in it. I went into this offseason hoping that I would see a graduation and really have. I mean, this dude is everything you'd look for in a starting quarterback, making sure he does his job, but more importantly, how he makes others better at their jobs. Well, first of all, I've never, ever said that I wasn't a fan of Tua, so I just want you to know that new. I don't know. I think I'm, I think Dolphin fans feel slightly different about that. But, like, in all seriousness, we know we can't take away the injuries, but, like, taking away the injuries, Key, do you feel like um, that the Dolphins have gone above and beyond or – Extra to try to tell us how well that Tua has been this year, like of selling him to us. No, I, I don't think they. I don't think so. His place spoke for itself a year ago. When he was in, they were a different team. When he was out, they were a different team. The only thing, again, you can't speak Tua without speaking concussion. And if they can keep him healthy throughout the season, they potentially have an opportunity to make some noise in the AFC conference as a whole, let alone their division. That's the only thing. And in back to me not liking Tua, it wasn't that I didn't like him. I needed to see some stuff. You can't just all of a sudden put the cart before the horse. The horse is in front of the cart. Then you go. But I would but, say, Key, it's fair to say you were skeptical about him. You, like, you know, there's some guys you might give the benefit of the doubt to. And would you, would you say it's fair to say that you were skeptical that he could do it, but he proved you otherwise? I, I would say... Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I would say I would use the word skeptical. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, but he proved me otherwise. There's yeah. nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm yeah. still not talking about they're getting ready to go win the Super Bowl. That's what Dolphin fans are probably some of the worst arrogant fans in professional sports. If you say anything, and Amber Wilson was just on with us, for, I have no idea why people in Miami act like sports was invented in Miami. I have no idea. You know, you you were you you'd completely re- rehabilitated your image in Miami right up until those last uh, the last closing words. That you just, I don't care. They, you you had him on care? board, I think, and then <laughs> you like Tua. I love Tua. I mean, I've been following him since he was at Alabama. And one thing I, I love, I mean, me not being a football expert, is I love great leadership. I love people who can go out there and lead a team, and he's shown that he can do that. I hate what happened to him last year, but mm-hmm. I think ultimately he is a great leader. And the sky's the limit when you look at the pieces that are around him. Yeah, he's. Um, I I think they are. They they 
I don't know why they think he needs good press as a player. The issue is not how he plays. He's excellent. The issue is that they let him, including coach, who's also Mike McDaniel, great coach so far, but they let him play. Clearly, there was a neurological event. I'm going to say, to my eye, it certainly looked like a concussion. I've seen many of them in my life. And four days later, they let him back out on the field. And then the next one was bad, right? And so we just that's what we're really waiting to see. Can he stay healthy? And hopefully he can. But I'm, I am skeptical about that based on what they let him go through last year. No. All it's right. Turn. Last one. Matt LaFleur. He was talking about the strides that Jordan Love has made this offseason. It's about being accurate, throwing on time, making the right decisions, putting the ball in the right spot. I've been encouraged over the course of this last week. One of the things that we've talked about in that room, the process of playing quarterback. I'm less concerned about the end result. If the process is correct, he is going to be more consistent. Just the rhythm and the timing, that's something that we've really stressed. He's done a good job, in particular this week, of of making some really significant strides. Key. Will the Packers fans miss Aaron Rodgers? I don't think they'll miss Aaron Rodgers at all. I think that, you know, I think they'll grow and learn to love. Ooh, that was a good one. Learn to love love. Um, I, I, For whatever reason, because he hasn't played, people feel a certain way. Much like Matt LaFleur just said, it's all about the process. It's all about playing the quarterback position. If you do the right things, the positive results will come. And we'll see it early. I've seen enough already to make me think he can do it. I've seen him throw the football. I've seen him uh, put it where you need it as a receiver. He will grow with these young receivers. They will grow together. This team, people think because Aaron Rodgers is not on this team, they're getting ready to hit a wall and win like four games or something. That's not going to be the case. What you think, Ken? I mean, the one thing that I certainly would not miss is Aaron Rodgers consistently beating my Cowboys every (laughs) single year in the playoffs in crunch time. So I'm cool with it. I think Jordan Love has a lot of potential, but I'm definitely not going to miss playing against Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Yeah, I would say that they might miss him year one because it's very likely that Aaron Rodgers is going to be far better than Jordan Love this upcoming season. But then year two... I think there's something to be said when a guy's kind of holding your franchise hostage. It feels that way. He's playing with your emotions. Is he staying? Is he going? After two, three years of that, even if it's the franchise that set it off by drafting his replacement instead of getting him a receiver three years ago, like it's like when Favre left and Rodgers got a shot. They went six and ten, but I think they were relieved in Green Bay to turn the page. And if Jordan Love shows them that he's a real NFL starter in his first year with a little pop, hey, there's upside, I think they're going to be happy about it. Meantime... What is next for Chris Paul? If he's waived, in fact, by the Phoenix Suns, Jay wants to see him on the Celtics. How would he look on the Lakers? Will he ever win a championship? The answer to these and other exciting questions coming up on KJM ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you 
so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. King McClure, ESPN basketball analyst, hanging out with us. And J. Will is back from probably... Going viral, I'm guessing, on Get Up saying what you just said on this show for two hours. <laughs> That's typically how For some it reason, you go sometimes. over there, you say the same thing, and it goes viral. Same thing. <clears throat> That's because he dresses different. That's true. I was wearing the same outfit. No, you wasn't. Minus the jacket. You just threw on a jacket. Yeah, I that's, threw a a jacket. Different, that's, that's, that's a different again, outfit if you put the petty. jacket on, Jay. <laughs> I'm curious about this outfit. You got a spread collar and it's buttoned up but no tie and a pocket square yeah. with a jacket on. When did, could you Giddy, tell me a little Jay, more about yes, this choice? I would choice? Love to put you on style or something, Max. Yes, so we put me up on this talk. choice. I'm just curious. I don't like to wear ties, hmm. but I still like to have a clean look. Jay, I like so, your so, shit. I, I think you fly. Thank you, man. I mean, o- o- open, next time, open it up. Just one, uh, one, no, one, I don't want to open it up. Open this is what I'm saying. No, because that's what every, everybody always opens it up. Oh, I, don't, I ain't trying to be like This is what else. I'm oh, saying. King, see, King, Pig, he's a, King tried to defend you, but then said the one thing I would have said is just to open the box. Just open it up one time. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say that, but I'm going to leave Jay alone. Because that's not the type of collar. Mm-hmm. It's not the type that's of true collar too. that you would have open. That's true, you, too. That collar needs a tie. That it need, that's the point. You don't open that collar, be, but it does need a tie. It's a French collar. So you yeah, guys, it's a French collar opposed so you, to a... <laughs> so you guys wear you guys wear outfits with no ties and you wear it buttoned up. No, no. all right, then no. shut up. Y'all do you. I'm gonna do me. You know what I mean? Hate no, I'm not hating on your outfit. I just said I you am. go I to get up and you get fully dressed for television. Opposed to fully dressed, can you act like I was naked or sitting here in my boxers on the show? No, I had the same outfit on. Remember the pandemic though, like when the pandemic, oh, everyone had this box, had the pajama bottoms on, and the home cameras. I see see (laughs) the stuff during the pandemic. Yo, no lie, I was once in a in my basement. What are you doing? In my basement on first take, pajama bottoms and slippers on, and then you know shirt and tie and and jacket, and a, a barn spider. Man, the thing was like, looked like a tarantula walks by. The, the cuts away from me for a second. Take my slipper, splat, you know, <laughs> back on like nothing happened. <laughs> All right. What's hey, next? Ian, what's cr- up, man? What's huh? up? What's happening? 
You go by KM now? No, I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> That's, that's, he just that's, gave me nickname. No, no, no. <laughs> Jay, yeah, I didn't call him that. No, I called him no. King. Actually, no, no. Technically, King. technically, you started it, Jay. How? Because you said KM first, and then Key just started running with it. No, no. Because I give everybody together. nicknames. The first thing I said, I, I said King on the show, and then Key was like, "You talking to me?" And I was like, oh, "No, I said that King." That is true. And he said, "What up, KM?" See, so don't quite a thing to be named King. Everyone has to call you King. That's pretty good. But you, Jay. Always, I always give people nicknames for sure. My wife gets on me about it all the time. Is that is that considered a nickname or abbreviation? I forget people's names, so no. But I'm saying, is it considered a nickname or an abbreviation? Same when thing, you, right? I guess I don't. I'm asking. Yeah, an abbreviation yeah. can you become the, a nickname. You went yes. to Duke, and the guy I, next to you went to Columbia. Correct me. Jay's wife does, gets mad at him for giving everyone nicknames. He says, "Sorry, she boss." It's rude. <laughs> Sorry, boss. But I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, at Just least I give them an individual right? nickname. At least yeah. it's not like boss or what's up, Hoss. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's personalized. Yeah. So it makes somebody feel better. Like, it makes you feel like you actually care. And it makes me feel like it's easier for me to remember like what that nickname is no, for you, it's, instead it's of remembering the, your name. There's nothing wrong you know? with what you do. It's just that sometimes it just, KM doesn't go to, it's like, But you call him sense. KM. I don't. I call him King. No, you would, though. Call no, I don't. You've done it so many I, times with other names, Jay. With other names, but not with him. King is easy. Cool. King is already like a nickname, but it's his real name. So, Pretty King, much. who do you blame more for this turn of events, uh, Jay or Key? If you had to say one, blame more one than the other, who is it? I mean, I, I kind of still think that Jay started it, but oh but, 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 but Key ran with it though. So oh, like, so oh, so Jay oh, stopped. What happens on this show? So, 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 so Jay stopped it. Jay, Jay's oh, been and Jay, me so so in the end, who is most to blame? I, I mean, Key is the one that's been calling me KM. Wow. But you know what? Wow. Any guy who was a legend on the Cowboys can mm. call me whatever he wants to call. Me. I don't know about oh, the legend. legend but, uh, yeah, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm, that's what I said. Don't want to go, man. To be fair, let's be let me rethink that strategy. Let me take that. Let me read. Reel it back in one time. Pause. <laughs> let's let's be fair to Key now. Key hey, and King can sound similar. So if you're on the same show, it's good to for to to, to break that up a little because someone says Key or King, and maybe the other one hears it like well, it's them. Key and King don't sound yeah, it does. Like. No, no, it does not. When you enunciate it correctly, Jay. When you what? Not enunciate. Enunciate it. That's the whatever, best. man. <laughs> We screw it up all the time. Announce it, Don't announce get mad it, at me. Whatever. Don't get mad at me because you said enunciate it. What the hell is enunciate? <laughs> hey, but the Key. Hey, Key. Key, who said it has to be enunciate, right? Who said? Who said it has to be enunciate? Who said? Did you know what he meant or not? That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line, Max. Uh, yeah, when you, it's, uh, you know, open up your mouth when you speak, son. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, we got like two minutes here. What's next for Chris Paul? If I know, Jay, we know how you feel about the Celtics, and I, I agree to be a very good fit. I want to focus on the Lakers. You always do. That's right. So do all the people, Jay, all the he basketball then. CP3 would be the hottest free agent if you had him on the league minimum. Like, so if oh he does God. get waived, that's what we're talking about here. So regardless of whether you want to put him as a backup PG or if you want to have him as a starting PG, the demand would be high because you're getting him on the cheap. What do you think, King? I agree 100%. If he goes on the market and you can get him for way less than you would typically get a Chris, Ball, Chris Paul caliber player, he's a value. He's an asset to a team. What is that nowadays? What is a Chris Paul caliber player today? Yeah. Today, talking about Chris Paul. Yes, what is he right now? What is he still? Right, right now, I think he is a solid backup point guard who can help you win a championship. 
because there's less pressure on him because when he is the guy, you're relying on him to be your uh, primary ball handler, your primary playmaker. He might not be there when it counts the most. Key, I'm telling you right now, you could either have Van Vliet, but something's got to give, right? Or Kyrie, but then a lot, you got to move a lot of pieces. Or you can keep this team as it is and just add Chris Paul. What do you want to do? I would probably – I probably would still go after – I still would probably go after Kyrie. High end. High, mm. Go yeah. for the highest end yeah. guy. Yep, I understand that too. I do think Chris Paul, if he's bought out essentially, if he's waived, becomes an extremely hot commodity I just, based on what you're likely to have to pay him. I wish I could see Chris Paul in his career as a, a starter – and a chip. Yep. Like I, I it, it's hard for me to watch the yeah. series of events that have occurred. Limit is missed. Keep him healthy for the yeah. fu- for I the, for the playoffs. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN is the final it, series already over. KJM ESPN Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J Will and Max the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Anthgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.